Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'm here to clear my name. People have been blaming me all week for what happened with Kane and Lita. It wasn't my fault. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am the ring announcer to the stars, the Twitterless heroine herself, and the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. And this is my show. Welcome to it. It is. <laughs> if, if you haven't figured it out by now, by the title, don't even worry about it. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, again, another edition, another week of the hashtag Miranda show. I am very excited, uh, for you to be listening. Thank you again for supporting the hashtag Miranda show. You may have found this on the chairshot.com. The chairshot.com always use your head. The chairshot.com always use your head. And if you did find it on thechairshot.com, well, now you know. Thechairshot.com is your best resource for wrestling news, analysis, and opinions. And the Hashtag Miranda Show is a proud member of the Chairshot Radio Network, where there are tons of podcasts that you can listen to. The Hashtag Miranda Show is one of them, but it also includes shows like Chairshot Radio, Pod is War, uh, Outsider's Edge, The Reaction, Kurt's Angle, and lots, lots more. So you know what? If this isn't your cup of tea, well, why are you listening? But wait, no, don't go yet. Wait, wait, let me just give it some time. Give it some time. I I grow on people, trust me. Uh, it's, it's a process, but I, I'll grow on you. Uh, but you can also listen to a lot of amazing podcasts on the Chair Shop Radio Network. Um, and you're wondering, well, you know, do you do the show alone? Well, no, no, I don't. I have a co-host. He is the man behind the scenes, one of my very best friends, Mr. Know-It-All, Greg DeMarco. This is such good shit. Mr. No, you know, that was like a, that was like a compliment sandwich, like literally <laughs> pushing buttons. One of my best friends, Mr. Know-It-All. Yes. Dave, I mean, it's me, Dave. Greg, it's me, Greg. Don't be an asshole. I mean, because you... <laughs> Oh, I forgot. I have to write a note again. I have to send you that that clip of you saying, Greg, don't be an asshole. There's one. Do you say it? There's one where you say it. I know. I have to send it to you, yes, though. I forget. I that. Or, we can record a note. or we can just record one afterwards. Who knows? Yeah. So there, you, there you go. It's pulling back the curtain. We can just record one later. 
We we could also record it, but I mean, lifetime is is the best. That's yes. You get the honest reaction. Lifetime, like you said, is the best because they show those movies and or it's a really popular gym that people go to. Lifetime is the best. Yes. I never heard of Lifetime as the gym, so I'm. I'm... That's because you live in Tucson, Arizona. Lifetime Fitness would not dare put a gym in Tucson, Arizona. We don't need no fancy Lifetime gym. I bet there is one in Tucson. I want to look it up. Yeah. You've seen where I work out. The place is, is only for the toughest of people. You see where I work like, out now, so let's yes. see here. It is um let's see here. There is not one. It's it's under the list of possibly coming soon locations. So possibly maybe someday never is maybe, when they will Maybe they someday. Will who who knows? So this is a pro wrestling podcast, even though we don't, you know, I mean, it gets there. It gets there again. Give it time. I've grown you. Can I, I just because you said it's a pro wrestling podcast. Can I, can I interject? Yes. So, and because I haven't shared this on air recently, and I think it's important to understand something that's a philosophical issue about pro wrestling podcasts. I mean, if, if I were to foster a guest, I'd say there's maybe... 1.3 1.3 million pro wrestling podcasts out there in the world. Probably that's probably high. Even if there was like 10,000 pro wrestling podcasts in the world, that's a lot of pro wrestling podcasts. There's not 10,000 topics for all these podcasts to discuss. It's just not humanly possible. And, and the reason why I bring that up is simple. Talking about wrestling is secondary to what we do on this show, to what we do on chair shot radio, to what we do on all the shows on the chair shot radio network. People listen because of the people who are talking about wrestling. Like they have their choices of who basically when they're deciding what podcast to listen to, they're deciding who they want to hear talk about wrestling. And if they pick us, then they pick us. But if they're picking us, they're not picking us because it's wrestling. They're picking us because of us. And and that's really why when we add shows to the chair shot radio network, we look for things that are unique. If I listen to a show and they want to come on and a, they don't hold my attention and B, they sound like what we already have. I'm not going to bring them on, but if they sound different and unique and they hold my attention, then I'm interested. And that's just the thing about podcasting in general. There's not that much to talk about. Like, like there really isn't that many great topics and, and topics that'll search well on Google and topics that'll bring the eyeballs out there. And so it's just, a, it's really a fact of who's talking about it and do you want to hear them talk about it? So yeah, this is a pro wrestling podcast, but really this show is you and I. That's what this yes. show is. No, and, and some of the best and funnest podcasts have been created of people who, you know, are best friends. And they just decide, hey, let's record ourselves talking about a, a subject. And there's a lot of podcasts out there that focus on lots of other subjects uh, as well. And they're all, you know, they, there's some that are more interesting than others. But some of the best are just, you know, when friends come together to, to talk about their common interests. And the world of pro wrestling is so unique. It's so crazy because yes, it is predetermined. Uh, yes, there are storylines. Yes, it is athletic. Uh, but you know, it also has such a deep rooted following and it's a unique following. And, um, it's a, it's a wonderful fan base, you know, as much as, you know, sometimes it can be hard to process. Sometimes it can be hard to, you know, read wrestling Twitter and, go into conversation and, and all of that. It's a truly wonderful fan base to be out of, you know, to be a part of. And that's why out of all the topics in the world that I would want to do a podcast about pro wrestling, is it for me? Um, it's my outlet. It's my, 
release. It is, you know, something that I've adored as a kid and to now be an adult and to be able to not only talk about it, but be a part of it in lots of different aspects is more than I could have ever imagined when I was 10 or 11 years old. So that's what's I'm passionate about. That's what's important to me. I know it's extremely important to you and all of the, the roles that you serve um, as, as well in professional wrestling that uh, why the hell not? I mean, really, yeah. I could have answered that in just those few words, but why Why not? Yeah, like literally words. my response to everything you just said would be same. Like it, it really is the same. I just, The other day, I don't know if I was yesterday when I was driving to the gym, I don't know, but I was thinking, I was like, why wrestling? Like, like wrestling is literally it's a cultural thing in this country yeah. and in the world. And there's just nothing like it. Like there literally is, you can't compare wrestling to anything. I mean, look this week, raw, you know, all the internet wrestling reports, all the news with a Z are reporting law, you know, second lowest rating in show history. And I, I, I tweeted this out because the second lowest rating in show history was good enough to be the number one, number two, and number five show on Monday night on cable television. That's wrestling. Like wrestling, and, and it's been like that for 35 years on cable mm-hmm. television. It's been a top-rated show. Nothing has been a top-rated show. And it's on 52 weeks a year. Nothing is on 52 weeks a year except yeah. for like Jeopardy and shit. It's just crazy, but it's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the only reasoning, the only description I can give anybody is it's wrestling. Like there's just no other way to describe it. If you don't know, you don't know. No. And, but you should know. I mean, hopefully this show uh, is an introduction for you if, if you're brand new to it. Uh, likely not, but you know what? There's always a first time for everything. If someone's brand uh, new, if someone's brand new, please tell us how the hell you found this. Like, yes. <laughs> how in the world did you find this? And if your because name's Dave, that's even One better. of the jewels of the internet, me, really. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a diamond in the rough, and this is a jewel out there. So if you found oh. it, you did the work. I'm a diamond in the rough, and this is a jewel out there. And that was pretty clean audio. That might, if I remember, that might become a soundbite. Ten minutes into the show. I'm going to write that down. Ten minutes. Diamond. Every so often I have nuggets of genius. Very few far between you were this is definitely an exclusive edition of the hashtag Miranda show where some I mean good every edition of the hashtag Miranda show is exclusive edition of the hashtag Miranda show I mean but this is an exclusive one where some some this is an exclusive exclusive yes super exclusive good shit one that won't end up in the vault no no very few have ended up in the vault there may be some that didn't end up in the vault that you wanted to end up in the vault but there are very few that ended up in, in the vault. And usually it's it's for technical issues anyway. Yes. There might well, be that I'm, one. I'm, there's that one that ended up in yeah, the there's vault. There's that one. There's that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't we'll talk, worry. We don't talk no about that one. Ever, yeah, we don't no, talk they about won't that hear one. that one. I don't even know where it is. Yeah, yeah. No, it's hidden. It's hidden. You know, there's a map to it. It's very much a national treasure thing. One day people may hear it. Can I just, um, I just, can, can I just be even more cryptic? We recorded two shows on two shows that never took place. <laughs> yes. Stupid. Yeah. That's going to be part of the decoding map. Yeah. Yes. We recorded two shows on two shows that never took place. And guess what they are? You're welcome. Oh, hang on. I got that. You're welcome. We talked about wrestling podcasts, and I have to segue into a wrestling podcast because 
you know, of course, the, the genius of this. This is something that happened late last week that, you know, was really surprising to me when it aired, when I found out about it. Same thing with Greg. I actually heard it from Greg directly. Um, this little snippet uh, that we're going to be um, uh, airing in a little bit, but a little background on, on it. So a recent project that both myself and Greg uh, have become a part of is LuchaCentral.com. Uh, it's a website dedicated to Lucha Libre, uh, covering all that's happening in the world of Lucha Libre with uh, promotions in South America, uh, some of the bigger ones, AAA, CMLL, uh, of course, the independent scene uh, in Mexico and all over that focuses on Lucha Libre. And, of course, Lucha Libre within the larger promotions, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, um, MLW. And so it's been a, it's a fun project. It's very exciting. Um, and uh, Greg is, is really a powerhouse behind the scenes on the Lucha Central Podcast Network. Um, and I have found another podcast to join, which is the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. So powerhouse. I'm, so I got to write that one down too. 13 minutes. Greg is a powerhouse. <laughs> He's just. This is like the most soundbitiest show ever. The soundbite, all the sound bites. Well, we're gonna listen to a soundbite very soon. So, uh, another teaser there for for everyone. Um, the LuchaCentral.com and the the podcast network is the uh, brainchild mastermind behind it all. Is is Kevin Kleinrock, um, and he has been fantastic in really promoting and, and doing outreach to this. He's also with the Mass Republic and has a segment on Keeping It 100 with Conan every week on his podcast show. We'll come on talking about things from, uh, you know, the scene of Lucha Lubre, promoting uh, the Mass Republic. But the past few weeks he's been on to promote LuchaCentral.com and the new Lucha Central uh, podcast network. So... Greg found out. I don't know how did you. How did you find out about how I mean, this went down? To, to pull back the curtain a little bit, Ke Kevin told me. Okay, yeah, Kevin told me. There you go. I mean, I. I mean, he was on the show, so he knows. Yeah, he was on the he show. Said. Yeah. He. he yeah. I think he like told me like right after they recorded it. Yes. Uh, so he went on to promote uh, the podcast network and specifically talked about the Lucha Central weekly show, which is a podcast I co-host with two other great people, Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy. Uh, essentially I say I had to find another trios podcast, uh, because Greg and Patrick can be so mean to me sometimes yes. I had to find people who aren't, but you know what? It toughens you up because, uh, it's been a, a great, run so far we are going to be re recording um our third episode this week it comes out on fridays on all of the major uh podcast platforms same with all of the uh podcasts from the chairshot.com so once you uh, are on there might as well check out the lucha central podcast network um but yeah kevin went on keeping it 100 to talk a bit about the podcast network and uh this is pretty much what happened as its set of hosts, and then the Spanish. Who is podcast. the English? Who's the English guys? For English, uh, people you've never ever heard of before. Good. Brand that's new. Cool. That's why I want to hear them. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, so uh, Brendan Barr, who's Woo. from, you said, said you never heard of him. I uh, Brent, uh, Brendan is from uh, up in the Seattle, uh, Washington area. Works in the independent wrestling scene up there. Um, uh, sorry, one second. 
Um, uh, we've got we got Dusty Murphy on the show. Dusty, Ooh. who is cool. really a fan of Lucha Libre, who's very smart on it. And uh, we we looked and we talked about uh, a number of different hosts that we could have for the show. Listen to a lot of you're, cool. you're actually promoting this. Yeah. Go ahead, let him, bro. Listen, listen. When you look at the world of Lucha Libre podcast right now, so who's this guy, buddy? Buddy, what's his name again? Dusty Murphy. Okay, what is he? What is he, qualifications? Your qualifications are he's a Lucha Libre fan. That's it. Literally. Expert. See that? That's what makes this show. I'm with you, Kev. Uh, exactly. Right? Listen, here's the thing. Who gets this every week, there, Kev? There are, there are Lucha podcasts out there right now that exist. That if you are a super hardcore Lucha fan and you want to get down in the dirt and you want to you know, get into the critique of everything and overanalyze everything, there are shows like that already. We're yeah, trying to make a simple show. If you are just trying to get more about oh, Lucha Kevin, Libre, you should see, listen to this, you should see, and I'm serious about this, the amount of emails that I get, like on the Twitter and stuff, yeah. the DM, where guys are like, hey, make sure you shout me out and make sure you shout out my podcast. Right. <laughs> Everybody has a fucking podcast. Out of control is what I got a good idea. Go ahead. I got a, this. You, so, you, you gave me a great idea here, Kevin. Yeah. Why are we using you on this segment? Why don't we just get some fans? You you can I you can I got a whole network now. I don't need you, Dia. No, yeah, I, I, I like, like talking that. with Conan. Okay, so you got Dusty. Uh, what's his name? Murphy. Murphy. That, who's the next guy? And and Miranda Morales. Miranda is uh, Miranda Morales. Miranda right. is from the uh, independent scene in Arizona. Why don't, also, you do, why don't you give out the Twitter handles? I don't. Well, have the hosts in front of me right, right. now. I got a whole freaking. I mean, uh, you want to look them up? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll come with that. I'll come prepared next time. Like when I'll, I'll be better. This is like the Spanish thing. Remember at the beginning, he didn't really, really come yes. prepared. Yeah. That yeah. he yeah. completely. I'll get everyone. To, okay, let me see. This is her. But Miranda, <laughs> Miranda already co-hosts a regular wrestling podcast. You know, not Lucha Libre on uh, thechairshot.com, which is a really good wrestling news site. And uh, so, and she's also a ring announcer uh, down in uh, uh, in Arizona. So, like I said, to, to me, the Lucha Central Weekly, I wanted to create a show for the fan that doesn't know everything about Lucha Libre, and they want to just, how do I easily follow what's going on in Lucha every week without having to get too much into the details and the and the and the super nitpicky critiques? And that's what Lucha Central Weekly. Now you should know better All than right. anybody, Kevin. I'm, not, I'm on the ChairShot.com right here. Just say this thing. <laughs> Now, you should know this better than anybody else because you've been here four years. It didn't matter if we knew them or didn't know them. You were going to get heat. So that's oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing personal here with Miranda or Dusty or you or anybody. Just yeah, it was, was, uh, Let me give the chair shot. Here's some of the stories from the Chair Shot podcast, from the chairshot.com. Now, it's built the, – the site is built like ESPN.com. It's very simple because it has beautiful. the news stories up in the corners, just like the ES. It's like the if right, you right. did the ESPN.com page and just inserted this type right. of okay, it's the same thing. <clears throat> Here's some of the stories: Mitchell's WWE SmackDown SmackDown results and report, Andrews WWE Buddy in the Bank 2020 match, Cook uh, has a story. Otis should be Mister Money in the Bank. Interesting. Well, who's right? Mitchell's WWE Money in the Bank results. Cook has another story. We can have high hopes for carrying. Oh, he's going to get carrying crossword, but these are. Uh... Oh, that was fun. Yes, that was fun. So, for those of you who may not know, that was Conan and Disco Inferno. Yep. Pretty much uh, just cutting a new one. On us. 
on old Kevin. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I really appreciate Kevin going on there and and really hyping us up and explaining what we were just talking about too. With there's so many podcasts out there, and you know, um, he wanted to put something together that's different, a very different team of people who are not necessarily experts, um, but people who are fans, people who love lucha libre and pro wrestling, and maybe are not so uh, in depth in their knowledge, but want to build on it. Want you know news that interests them, and putting it in a format that um, you know is is great for the casual fan or the hardcore fan, um, and. Conan did, you know, mention what we also talked about, that there's so there's so many out there. Um, everyone wants to plug it. Everybody wants, you know, a, a shout out on it. But uh, LuchaCentral.com and the Lucha Central Podcast Network is really trying hard to produce a variety of content that is really unique and engaging, talking about different topics within Lucha Libre. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited and proud to be part of that team, as well as thechairshot.com. Greg, how did it feel with Disco Inferno going through the Chairshot website? Well, you, you reminded me, because yes, there's, there's more. Greg DeMarco, The Outsider's Edge, the DWI podcast, Frankie DeFal- the Frankie DeFalco Show. Is that any relation to Joe DeFalco? Uh, Kurt Angle podcast? Kurt Angle doesn't have a podcast. There's a podcast about Kurt Angle. Interesting. All right. Bro, it's like how many visitors do they have? Well, I don't know. I can't tell I you. It's not, it's, it's not my site. But uh, but Greg, Greg DeMarco, who does own and run that site, is is uh, working with us now with the uh, behind the scenes who are the, the uh, podcast Spanish, network. I'm hoping you butcher their names. Who are the people that are running the Spanish side? You know the Spanish side because these are the people that have been with Lucha Central from day one. We got Pep Carrera. <laughs> I just wanted to play the self-serving part for me. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it, it was a perfect segue, actually, uh, because now you can really talk about what it was like to have both, you know, Conan and Disco, you know, uh, provide some insight on thechairshot.com. Yeah, like, I, and it was funny was that Kevin told me about it, and he's like, yeah, you get mentioned, your, your site gets mentioned, that's all it was. And then I listened to it, and I'm like, it, it like, becomes the, at least half of the discussion on this topic becomes about thechairshot.com, and like, yeah. and what's funny is, so after I listened to that, I'm like, this doesn't look like ESPN.com. So I pull up the chair. So then I go to ESPN.com and I'm like, oh, it kind of does. Okay. So I might need to change that. But it, it's, I was like, oh, I didn't want to look like ESPN.com, but apparently it does. But, you know, some people may say that as a good thing, though, because of, you know, ESPN being one of the leading sources of, of uh, sports news people to have that familiarity. That. People keep telling me that and I don't buy it. I don't know why. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to point out the good things in it. You are. You, know? you are. But change, no. Change it if you want. It was it was a, you know second only to when I saw the Chairshot logo on the WWE Network. Like literally, that's that's you know that's it. So to have Disco and Conan shouted out like that, and, and it's come up in other ways, but but not to that level. And then of course you know when it was on the network for the Elias documentary. But yeah, that was really cool and unexpected. Like I knew it was going to happen, yeah. and then when it comes out, I got a text that was like. You know, fast forward to an hour and 54 minutes, you'll hear it. So I do, and I'm listening, and I just, you know, you go into something like that with expectations, and I thought it was just going to be, here's what we're doing, here's who it is, blah, 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 that's it. But then they're talking about the site, and they're talking about this, and they're making fun of them, and I was just like, this is 
great. I loved every second of it and yeah. super proud. And, and it just never gets old. You know, there's, there's those moments. One of my, one of my favorite random moments was back in like 2014 or 2015. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was at a wrestling show at, at the um, Arizona event center and I was standing there with a wrestler talking to a fan. Fans still go to wrestling shows today, goes to the IZW shows. And they're talking about another wrestler, talking about, about Gabriel Gallo. And the fan just goes, yeah, I was listening to an interview with Gabriel Gallo on the Greg DeMarco show. And I'm standing there, and I'm just like, he doesn't know. The kid had no idea that I was Greg DeMarco. So the wrestler then introduces me to the fan, like, this is Greg DeMarco. He's like, listen to your show. I love it. And I'm just like, dude, this is, you're not here because of me, man. You're, you're literally talking to a pro wrestler. Talk to the pro wrestler. But that was just one of those cool moments when it's like someone – who doesn't know I'm standing there brings up my show. And, and that was, yeah, the, that's probably third place, you know, WWE network, yeah. keeping it 100 random fan at a wrestling show. <laughs> I was shocked. And you know, I, I, I loved how they were just having fun with it. I, you know, the fact that my name was even mentioned, Kevin did a, a really nice job of kind of just setting up my, my background and the chairshot.com. And I greatly appreciate that. Um, it, it means a, a lot. And I just loved, you know, the banter that that's my style. So that that's my kind of crew. I don't care if they were giving me shit or not. I don't care if I'm the other guy. I don't care if I'm the nobody. I'm the best nobody, you know, you know, the, I'm the best no one you nobody you've ever heard of. I don't care. Or never uh, heard of, apparently. Huh? Or never heard of, apparently. Or ne- yeah, no, you you've never heard of. You you will hear of. That was really that was my favorite part, though. Who's the other guy? Oh, the other guy's Miranda Morales. <laughs> yes. That's so. You good. know what? It's, it's a it's a male dominated industry. You know, I, I but I like you know what? I think he saved me for last, just to you know add a little twist. You know, the twist at the end. Well, the uh, sad part the is they basically forgot Brendan even exists. Like he was, that's when they said, who's the other guy, they were going back to Brendan and Kevin was just like, Nope, going to Miranda. And it was just, yeah, it was so good. I think I might have to add the other guy to your list of, of, I got to find the document, (laughs) the the long Patrick uh, intros for you and Patrick. I need to add the other guy to yours. Maybe I'll add the other guy to both of yours to you and to Patrick. Cause he's kind of been the other guy too. Just never officially titled the other guy. You now have the official title of the other guy. Yeah. I'm officially the other guy, which you know what? Don't bother. Doesn't bother me in the least, but very cool. I had a few people on social media reach out and ask, you know, are you associated with Lucha Central? I heard your name on uh, keeping it 100, uh, which again, to 10 year old me would be freaking out right now that Conan even said my name. Um, I, I, you know, I, I would just be freaking out that that even happened. So I'm, I'm just, beyond words of of the the shout out and also just the the good coverage is happening on luchacentral.com the the amazing coverage for the chairshot.com and i told this to greg as soon as that came out the only reason why i have a lot of things that i have in my career is because you know people like greg who trusted me and support me and believed in me i feel like a lot of good things and even my rep has come from the chairshot.com because it is such an amazing site. It's such an amazing community. It's reputable, but also an amazing collective of writers and podcasters who come together to just share their love of pro wrestling and why, you know, something like the hashtag Miranda show, yes, can be random and silly and eclectic and not always make sense and rambling all the wonderful things that, that I am. But 
the association that it has with the chairshot.com makes it that much more valuable. That makes me proud to do what I do to be just even in the same breath as a, a lot of the actual journalists. Cause you know, what I do is just talk and share my opinion and all that kind of fun stuff. But I truly believe that a lot of the, the writers that were mentioned, um, the podcasts that were mentioned uh, are just fantastic and you should really check it out and just to even have that rip whether it was humorous whether they were trying to cut into us i don't care um i'm just glad it it got on there and i'm i'm happy for everyone involved the lucha central chair shot the this podcast you know lucha central weekly all, all of everyone um i'm it was it was a good day when that came out i'm only doing this because you expect me to you're welcome. <laughs> True. But, you know, it's a circle of life. I mean, we ended Chair Shot Radio on kind of a low note when you mentioned the passing of, of someone that you were very dear to. Yeah, Larry Zonka, editor, uh, webmaster, all kinds of things over at 41 Mania. He did pass away on Monday, sadly, unexpectedly, very young to be passing away and had been through a lot recently, including losing a leg and was right back at work as soon as he could be. And, and you know, anybody who's listening out there, which means you're listening on the internet has probably read Larry's work at 411 mania. Even if you don't recognize the name, no, he's not the football player from, from the seventies, which I got literally two different people text me with like, is that the same Larry Zonko that played in the NFL? No, it's not. Um, but yeah, just really, really sad to, to hear to get that news, it was actually, I, I found it out from Steve Cook, who writes for The Chair Shot and, and was friends with Larry. And yeah, it just sucks. And, and you just don't expect, you know, like I said on Chair Shot Radio, I'm eight days older than Larry. And so to have him, you know, pass away, you know, when I feel younger than ever is just sad. My heart breaks for his family. He left behind a wife and two daughters. And it just, you know, it sucks. And, and Larry, you know, gave me my start in writing about wrestling. And, and who knows? Uh, you know, I'd like to think I'd still be doing it otherwise, but you just never know. And so I do want to mention that his mother-in-law did start a GoFundMe. Uh, it's basically going towards the help the daughters, mostly like a college fund kind of thing. It's posted over at 411 Mania. I've shared it on my social media, at ChairShotGreg, both on Facebook and Twitter. And yeah, if you can spare anything, please support it. It's a worthwhile cause for a really good person who really gave, I mean, just so much to you as a fan so many articles, so much hard work that he put together. And, um, yeah, if you can spare anything, I definitely would ask you, uh, if you've never listened to me before and you want to listen to me now, if you can spare anything, please find it in your heart to, to share something for Larry Zonka and, and, and follow up on that. I'm actually trying to find it now. Uh, it's, it's gotta be over $20,000 at this point. They're trying to raise $50,000. It's all for his daughters. Um, and, and I would definitely love for you to, to do that and support that. I'm pulling up the GoFundMe right now. I'll share it again on social media. It's up $22,780 raised up the $50,000 goal. So please do, uh, 520 people have donated everything from $15 to $2,500 that I've seen. So yeah, it, it's a worthwhile effort. You know, there's medical expenses, there's all kinds of things. So yeah, let's, uh, help out if you can. Absolutely. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring that up is because Larry had, you know, a big role in your career. And one of the big things about pro wrestling, whether you are a wrestler or a referee or announcer or any capacity is this concept of paying it forward. 
and bringing in the next generation and bringing in, you know, some new blood. And I feel like, I mean, you mentioned that without Lurie, you don't think you would be a podcaster. You don't think you'd do a lot of things um, in your your career. And you've paid that forward, bringing on so many people to the chairshot.com and bringing on someone like me um, to chairshot radio and, and ultimately having my own show, the hashtag Miranda show. Um, and just a lot of the opportunities that I've been able to have because uh, of, of the chair shot. So I'm deeply appreciative of, of you, um, of Kevin Kleinrock of luchacentral.com and Mass Republic for the opportunity to be part of the Lucha Central weekly podcast. Um, and also a big heads up uh, to Travis, Ste- Travis Stevens from the wrestling calendar.com, who is pretty much how a lot of this involvement happened, um, reached out to me to help uh, film a, a segment that's going to to be part of luchacentral.com which is a weekly video segment going over interviews and events happening in lucha libre he reached out to me asking if i'd be willing to help film uh the segment for the wrestling calendar and i did and it all snowballed from there uh, and how all of our involvement kind of really happened so uh, a big thank you to travis uh, as well for bringing me into this and just for anyone who's ever given me an opportunity to do anything to announce to podcast uh i i not only appreciate it but it, it means the world to me everything builds upon each other and uh i just want to continue to do some some amazing things with you know amazing people like you I all right well, I like what, I like i don't even know what to do next. no you don't have anything to say uh, i mean look we got we got to get to business that's right I mean, this this doesn't pay for itself. Um, it pays nothing actually. But we we gotta we gotta you know plug in some sponsors, um, let people know where they can buy some awesome merchandise. So Grant, I'm gonna let you go first. You have actually something new uh, to showcase uh, for our listeners. Yeah. So there's two things I want to talk about, but the first one is is our newest one. But yeah, get, give it a listen. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Masked Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. And of course, you know, if you've listened to Chair Shot Radio, you know another great way to support us is to head on over to powerslam.tv. Enter that promo code Chair Shot and get yourself a free month. It's six bucks a month. Lots of great content. But if you use that promo code Chair Shot, you get a whole month for free. You get to try it out. No commitment. You can cancel and not spend a dime and still get a month of great content. But uh, I think once you see that month of great content, you're going to want to stick around with Powerslam.tv. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 
Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code TerraShot. Get that free month over 150 of your favorite promotions and Combat Zone Wrestling. I had to get that in there because that's kind of my thing now. But check them out, powerslam.tv. It's only six bucks and you get to try it out for free. I mean, there's nothing better than that. Nothing better. Except maybe, uh, the, I'll say, except yeah, maybe yeah. a t-shirt, right? Except maybe. Oh, yeah, wait, 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 wait. But, but before you do the t-shirt, Miranda, the, the, and who, who's, whose words might it be in? In the legendary words of Bruce Buffer. It's time! Yes, indeed, it's time. Time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot where you can get your very own chair shot t-shirts. There you can find over 25 different styles and logos and colors and all of that great stuff and get your very own chair shot t-shirt. Uh, of course, I'm an advocate of the strong style. Of course, my own queen of soft style shirt, but any shirt you can get in soft style, which you know, means that you are relaxed, you are comfortable, and you are living your best life. And now, starting this week, May 21st through May 25th, Pro Wrestling Tees has 20% off everything. So if you were worried about spending a little extra money on a soft style t-shirt, well, now you can do it because you are going to get 20% off. All t-shirts start at $19.99, lots of different colors and styles, of course, and some of my personal favorites, if we're looking at the highlight reel of chair shot shirts, Baron Corbin sucks. I own that t-shirt personally. One of my favorites. Suck it nerds. The chair shot Corona shirt. Chair shot 316. Multiple use your head shirts. And of course, the queen of soft style shirt. I mean, of course I'm going to promote my own shirt. Well, what do you think this is? But Either way, I don't care what shirt you you get. Just get your shirt today. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Again, that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Dude, this has got to be a record. We are 38 minutes into the program. 38. Yes. Now, we've talked about some things. And, and so this has almost been a show about the show at this point. And and a show about the, the product itself. Like, literally, this is like as long as the early episodes were. Like, this would be the whole program. We'd be signing off. And, and people would be like, what What did I just listen to? Like, what What did they even talk about? What, what happened what, to my life? Yeah. Why am yeah. I buying a t-shirt I, I right now? I don't understand. Podcast. But it's not. We talked about that earlier. It's not really I a mean, wrestling podcast. I mean, it's a podcast. wrestling podcast. We didn't tell we Well, we it, we talked about wrestling podcasts. Right. It's a wrestling podcast so about wrestling. It's not a Look, lie either. You, you, you went back to the gym this week. I started CrossFit. We could go I another mean, 20 minutes and not talk about there, wrestling very Yeah, it's a, it's a wrestling podcast that talked about. Yeah, there's so much stuff that we can talk about just within, you know, our, our own lives. Uh, you're absolutely right. The state of Arizona lifted um, our stay-at-home order on the 15th. So so facilities are now reopening, including gyms. Uh, I went back to my gym, Undisputed, in Tucson. Uh, Greg started a new gym. I did. So lots of, uh, it, you know, getting back to our fitness. Yeah, we never really stopped getting into our fitness, but we had to change it up a little bit. Yeah. I um, I, I did join CrossFit Gym, CrossFit Fury in Goodyear, Arizona, so... 
check it out if you're near there. It's been a lot of fun. I've been there two days so far. But that's 100% because yesterday was my first day. Yes. Yes. Well, you know. Hey, aim high. Aim high. So we are really going to talk about some some wrestling. And I, and I probably didn't preface this in the beginning because I was so excited to talk about podcasting that uh, I forgot to, to mention about this week's actual wrestling topic, um, which is doing a fairly quick synopsis of AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. It's happening this Saturday, May 23rd. The kickoff show, uh, the buy-in, I believe we'll begin one hour prior to the show at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then Double or Nothing will take place at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, it's going to be available on BR Live, Fight TV, and of course through uh, your cable providers for on pay-per-view. So prefacing this a little bit because, of course, it's the hashtag of Miranda show, so I, it is going to be a little bit about me. So be it that uh, I was originally very excited for double or nothing because at the time, uh, and this was whenever tickets became available, I did purchase tickets to go to the original show that was going to be held in Las Vegas. And uh, it was going to be my first AEW show. And of course, double or nothing um, had such a huge fandom, had a lot of hype over the years. And one thing I'd really been wanting to do was to make it a point to almost have a bucket list of uh, different events that I really wanted to go to this year um, throughout the, the world of professional wrestling. Started off the year with going to my first Impact show, which was Hard to Kill. Um, and that was a, an amazing experience, an awesome pay-per-view. And then... um tried to go to Ring of Honor um, and their two shows, the anniversary show and the past versus present show. That didn't happen. Um, and and then also prior to that, purchased tickets for Double or Nothing. And then uh, not only the, the event itself did not get canceled, obviously. It's still happening. Um, but it's happening um, in Jacksonville, Florida. They've moved it uh, there. That is going to be an important aspect of this as we go later on into all of the um matches on this card but i'm interested in your thought greg on you know we talked about empty arena shows over the, the past few months wwe has done you know multiple shows not only on a weekly basis but they did wrestlemania uh they did uh parts of money in the bank and now you know backlash coming up a uh, likely another empty arena show um we've seen aew do that too on a weekly basis but this is now their first pay-per-view um, in an empty arena environment. I'm very curious, what are your thoughts uh, about really this setup for Double or Nothing? I mean, it's, it's basically, it, it sucks because they're not trying to do this, but it's just like what WWE had in, in, in effect because it's in the same place that Ron, like WrestleMania took place in the same place that Ron SmackDown takes place. Double or Nothing's taking place the same place that Dynamite takes place. Like it's just what the world is causing us to have to do right now. And so it's going to feel a little different. It's not going to feel like, you know, WrestleMania, and for a lot of people, it didn't feel like WrestleMania. Double or Nothing's not going to feel like Double or Nothing. It's going to feel like a souped up edition of, of Dynamite. But that's what we have right now. And, and that's, they can't do it. Like there's nowhere. You know, there's nowhere you can put a show on with fans right now. So they're making the best of a bad situation and they're making something out of it. I don't love empty arena shows. I'm kind of tired of them. I think a lot of people are tired of them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, this is, you know, this is about supporting the company. This is about supporting the talent and, and really putting on 
uh, you know, giving them the opportunity to put on the best show possible. Like they're putting on the best show possible for the people who are willing to watch. So let's be willing to watch. I know they're catching some criticism about charging for this show. Technically, people could have ordered WrestleMania and paid for it. Same with Money in the Bank. We pay that they don't have a network model like WWE does. So what do you expect them to do? They're not just going to put it on for free. Um, you know, UFC ran an event last weekend. They charged people for it. Uh, you know, they did one for free on ESPN on Wednesday, but they also did the the typical UFC 249 pay per view this past you know weekend, and people had to pay for it to see it, just like any other UFC pay per view. So it's a model that's out there and exists. So I don't buy into that criticism, but. Yeah, it, it's it's there's things that, about it that are great. There's things about it that sucks, and a lot of it's out of their control. And that's yeah. just the, the world of wrestling right now. Yeah. One thing that I am a little interested in seeing is that AEW truly has a strong fan base, a really active vocal fan base. And I think one of the reasons why um, All In and Double or Nothing – have been so successful uh, and even all out um, was that the fan base there was just so involved in what was happening and engaged and really helped sell moments. And I'm just curious to see how this is going to happen. I think it's, it's very similar to kind of the, the feels of WrestleMania, you know, what is a WrestleMania without the fans? What will double or nothing be like without the fans there? We will see, no doubt, some amazing wrestling. I, I truly, truly believe that. But will it be the same? I mean, I, I really doubt it's going to be the same without the fans being there. And, of course, it's it's not going to be the same, you know. But um, I don't know if that's going to have a detrimental impact on how some of these matches are received and how there's sometimes that, you know, moments arise when you don't really expect it because of the fan base that's there. and. AEW may be missing out on just some of those really unique moments because you just don't have a fan base there live. Um, but, you know, this is professional wrestling, and what we've seen from WWE and AEW is that the show must go on. So to hold this and, and keep momentum and keep things moving, um, you know, right now is, is something that the company has decided to do. So... I will be very interested. And of course, stay tuned, you know, like you mentioned too, supporting wrestling means, you know, watching things like, like this. And for some people maybe paying, you know, that's at your own discretion, how you do that and what you want to do is, is your business. But um, I think there probably will be a, a good amount of fans who, who pay to watch this um, because they are expecting, you know, some amazing things to, to happen. And, and who knows? Who knows? So I'm going to be going over the card uh, and we'll just, you know, give some brief thoughts on, on each of the matches. Uh, the first one on the list, which is going to be part of the buy-in, the pre-show, is a tag match, Private Party versus The Best Friends. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of great comedy from The Best Friends. Um, it's not including Orange Cassidy. He's going to be featured in his own uh match later on in the night um private party has been really entertaining i really like the charisma and athleticism of private party they've been such a a, a fun a fun tag team to watch i also do like the comedy of the best friends um but i'm leaning a little bit more towards private party on here um i think they have the the, the whole package and i do think that they are 
the future of the tag division. That's also a conversation for another time because at this time, well, you don't really, you know, right now your champions are, are two people who are not really a tag team, but um, I, I digress. I think this will be a fun match to watch in the buy-in. I know in the past the buy-in has been on YouTube, um, so people can watch for free. And I think that, you know, if you're trying to engage even a new fan base or try and tempt people into um, watching the, the full pay-per-view, this is a, a solid match to, to use for that. It is. It's a solid match to use for that. It's interesting you talk about all these great things about Private Party. When was the last time anybody saw Private Party? Like, it, 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 they haven't yes, really been that's... used. And not only that, but there's a program going on right now between the Best Friends and Kenny Omega, which is going to involve Hangman Page. Like, I feel like they've pretty much telegraphed what's going to happen in this match, which AEW tends to suffer from. Um, but it's not going to take away from the fact that this will be a great match. Private Party is insanely talented. The Best Friends are, are, are a team that's been together for years. And, and so the match itself is going to be entertaining. Reasoning, be damned. That's what AEW does best. When the, the storyline of the booking doesn't always make sense, the match will make up for it. And that's what this is to me. Mm-hmm. Like, the match is, is, I don't want to say it's dumb because it's a match and we're having it. And we grew up in an era where WWE just would announce a match. And that's why the people were feuding because the match was announced for WrestleMania at the, in the control center. So, which is what AEW uses now, too. Now that I think about it. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. There's, I was reminded, and this was brought up, somebody else brought up on their podcast. Um, I realized that, that Cody is right. W, or AEW is not copying WWE. They're copying WWF. So that's that's really what, what they're doing. I take away from this match, though. It's going to be a great match. I, I don't. I think the, the, the outcome is not in doubt at all. Um, but you never know, because they could run with Private Party on TV and still do the Best Friends things later. But... Uh, doesn't take away from the fact it's going to be good. Yeah, that that's very true. And you're and you're right. I, it's hard to wonder. I mean, the circumstances of why Private Party has has not been on TV. Uh, I, you know, yeah, you now know. and anytime when someone's not being used on TV, there's always this whole other pandemic situation that's happening. That you know, one can guess that. Um, that that could be a factor in it. But they are going to be part of the pay per view. Um, again. Something that I was alluding to a little bit earlier is I'm not honestly thrilled with the tag team division right now in AEW. Um, and it's because they set up a lot of high expectations. I mean, you have uh, the Young Bucks, who's, who's truly, you know, one of the, the best um, in the world. And, you know, knowing what they know about tag team wrestling, there was a lot of high expectations about, you know, tag team um, wrestling being on the forefront. And there's been some amazing tag team matches, but especially as of late, I just haven't been a fan of the booking um, of that and really building the presence of it. I think aspects like the tag team tournament was a, a great way to build up and bring in some amazing new uh, tag teams and ones that maybe a lot of fans haven't heard of some great matches. But ever since then, I just still don't have the same you know feeling of excitement about it. Um, so I hope that this could be a, a good beginning of, you know, really uh, reestablishing a, a strong tag team division. Next, we have Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. She's a dentist, you know. And what? Chris Statlander. She's a dentist? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. No, huh. she's, she's a dentist. They should probably mention that on commentary. Um, they probably should. But, you know, they, they're just so focused on other things. Like, 
I don't know what, but not not mentioned, you know. Um, I really she's also, so by the way, she's like... also she's also Adam Cole's girlfriend. And that in priority order, it goes Adam Cole's girlfriend, dentist. Dentist. Okay. In in your world, see, this is why we've had so many years of of you know as women trying to to build up our careers because. Of course, she's she's a dentist, and she's you didn't even put pro wrestler in that too. Like that didn't even come up in that sequence. You didn't even have a third one. Adam Cole's girlfriend. Now this is not about holding women back. That was totally about Adam Cole. Like let's let's be frank here. That had nothing to do with women in their place in the business or anything. That's true. That had everything to do with the greatest professional wrestler walking God's green earth. Who's better than AJ Styles? You just have to listen to Chairshot Radio to, to know what that reference is about for this yep. week. Um, so Britt Baker, I really feel like she's been getting in a better rhythm as a heel. Um, you know, talking about the, the beginnings of the company, I mean, she was one of the first talent signed and brought during that big press conference um, as a pillar of the women's division. And we've kind of had ebbs and flows with her, but I feel like she's finally gotten a really good rhythm as a heel. Um, and also a little bit of kind of just her comedy, her cockiness, her sarcasm. All of these things are really starting to blend together that I, I, I really like. Um, Chris Statlander's also kind of been coming coming together as, as a big baby face for the women's division. Um, but when it comes down to it, I feel like this is just Brits to lose. The way that they built her up um, and the, the way that they've been utilizing her and having her work and, and do some really funny promos, I really think that this is just a way to elevate her to the to this next level of hopefully being, you know, a, a future contender for the, the women's championship. Now I understand what the dynamic with Nyla Rose, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to have a heel versus heel. But also I think that this could be very easily, eventually you could turn her into a face. She could turn in, her into kind of a cool face um, because, she's catching so much, so much fire, um, as this heel character. Um, something that I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in seeing. Um, and I'm glad that, uh, AW has two women's matches on here that are singles matches. So I feel like they're, you know, progress. They're making progress. They are for AEW, especially <laughs> like that's, that's making progress. Yeah. There's two singles matches, but one of them is Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. And, for everything you said about Britt Baker and all the development, she's catching fire and she's great promoing and everything. Then the bell rings and it's not that good. Like she's not that good in the ring. In fact, you're saying all this stuff and I'm like, man, Britt Baker would make a great manager for somebody <laughs> like even for women. <laughs> like now that Brandy's not managing people and, and whatever, like Britt Baker and Chris Atlander, like this is a TV match at best probably should be a match on AEW Dark, but yet it's on pay-per-view, and it's on pay-per-view because Britt Baker. And and I don't doubt that she, she's she's got the charisma, she's got the star power, she's got everything. She's just not a great wrestler. And and that's that's what it kind of boils down to for me. And Chris Statlander is going to be a great wrestler. She's going to be amazing. She's not there yet. I just think that there are the things they could have done in this match uh, or in this spot, including with the women's division. I'm not saying this spot should have gone to men. It definitely shouldn't. It shouldn't have. But, yeah, Britt Baker has to carry this match, and that's a scary, scary proposition to me. Um, I love what she's done. Everything everything that people love about Britt Baker has nothing to do with pro wrestling. 
at least in the ring. It has nothing to do with her in-ring abilities. It has everything to do with her character development or promo work and everything else. I just am not excited for this match itself. I'm excited for the performance outside of the wrestling match, but the actual match itself, I think hopefully it's going to be short and sweet because I don't see any reason why it just should go much longer than a few minutes. But yeah, Britt's going to win. Britt's going to win. Some heel shenanigans happening in this. Um, There's definitely not going to be a clean, clean win. Um, And it it does go to what you're saying as well, too, with, you know, um, the the wrestling uh, ability is, you know, just at a a different level with them. But like I said, I'm just personally excited because I'm really tired of seeing multi-women matches. I understand um, that, that, you know, the sometimes the need for that in order, whether it's timing, whether it's, you know, the the level that each of the women are at in their careers and, and needing to be in that kind of environment, but you can only do that so many times. Um, and especially they do that weekly. They've done that on multiple pay-per-views. Like I, I, I can appreciate that this has been broken up into two separate matches. I agree um, with speaking you. 100%. of, go ahead. No, I said, I agree with you hundred percent. I just am concerned because Britt Baker makes Chelsea green look credible. <laughs> Did you see what she did a couple weeks ago? She hit the worst unprettier ever. Like I would have hit a better unprettier and a safer looking unprettier than, than what she did. Like that was just so bad. I'm sorry. I digress. Yeah. You digress. Yes. Next we have uh, for the AEW women's championship, Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida in a no disqualification match. Now, I don't know. I don't even remember. I'm just on, I'm not gonna lie on so many podcasts. I don't really, I don't think I said this uh, in on this podcast. Now that I think about it, I wasn't a big fan of the execution of the no disqualification uh, stipulation with Nyla Rose just hitting uh, Hikaru Shida with just that one strike of the kendo stick because I feel like kendo sticks are like chips. You just cannot have one. You cannot just have one kendo strike and then call it a day. So I. And I thought so that's such a minute a little detail, but I you know, some people found it funny, some people found it entertaining. I just I it just didn't click for me. Um but Hikaru Shida has um been uh, you know on, on the opposite side of, of what you were saying, I think. Um, you know, really good performer in in the ring. Um and so I think she's been a, a constant uh, of the women's division in that. And I do think a, a credible challenger against Nyla Rose. I think, you know, uh, when you have someone who is really just has a dominant presence is, I think can be a challenging to book them against a competitor that will, you know, get fans not only interested, but that can be believable. And you talked already a bit about, you know, the level of competitiveness and, uh, you know, ability within the women's division. You know, what Nyla has in, in size, Hikaru Shida has in ability and agility. Um, and a lot of things that can really be a, a way to combat, you know, Nyla's um, really, you know, aggressiveness. Um, but it's also no disqualification. So you never know, you know, what kinds of tricks that they're going to pull. Um, and it's, you know, fairly uncommon to have a, a no disqualification match uh, 
uh, on pay-per-view or TV for a women's match. So I don't know if this is too where AW decides, you know, they want to get creative and do some different things with it. Um, but overall, I still feel that Nyla's going to hold the championship for a while. You know, this is, this is her title. And um, do I think maybe this is the end and this will be the final match between them? I don't think so. Um, but I do think that the no disqualification aspect of it is meant to really put Nyla as a, over as you know kind of just this this monster and this you know fairly dominant heel yeah I, I really hope the no disqualification stipulation does lead to nyla utilizing some advantage that she wouldn't normally use in a singles match to beat ikaro shida because ikaro shida is the most talented female wrestler they have on the roster in my opinion like there's yeah. no one better on the roster outside of maybe kong that that than hikaru shida kind of stinks that she's going to be used in this way because I don't I they might have another match on TV but I don't expect this feud to go on so much longer they haven't shown us that they book long-term feuds for women in AEW really for anybody but unless they're Cody but it's it's to me it's just you know it's going to be good I think Icaro's going to carry the match I think Nyla Rose has improved tremendously to where she actually makes sense as the big badass champion um I just you know if I were picking, like if, if, if this were not predetermined and, and written into a script, I would want to go with Ikaru Shida, but I think it's crazy to pick Ikaru Shida to win this match. It's going to be Nala Rose's. Yeah, I think they, they still have a lot left with her as women's champion. Um, who they build up to, I don't know. I mean, that's also another good question. Um, if they're done with Hikaru Shida, you know, who, who is next? Um, is there anyone currently on the roster that you think could be um, a, a credible opponent in, you know, right after this for, for Nyla? I don't know that the Kong's available. I would love to see that match go down with, with Kong. Um, Allie's not really doing anything. They kind of brought her in and a bunch, a bunch of fanfare. And I know she lives in Canada, so that could have a lot to do with it as well. Um, shit, it's AEW. It's probably going to be Brandy Rhodes anyway. <laughs> probably not because she's not wrestling, but I see, you know. She if, could be. If you're all not catching, I, I was just going to say, if, if, if listeners are not <laughs> getting the dynamic of this, you know, just, just Greg has a, a very understandable, realistic pinch of salt view on AEW. So, you know, I, I'm actually it, trying to be just most of it. Most. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, but Hey, that's what, that's what's making this some, some such good shit kid. Um, such a good shit pal. My apologies. This is such good shit. Next we have MJF versus jungle boy. Uh, MJF. Uh, he, uh, you know, is back from injury. Um, one of his first matches back was against Marco Stunt um, and went through Marco pretty well and uh, now has lined up a match against Jungle Boy. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of MJF, the character. I think he's entertaining. Um, but I'm still trying to just wrap my head around too, you know, kind of just where his placement and role is now. Ever since that code with Feudy has Cody feud with Cody has ended, um, and he's also been out on injury. You know, I'm still trying to figure out a little bit about where he falls in place and with the, with the roster. I mean, I I do like Jungle Boy a lot though. I I really like he's athletic. He's really entertaining to watch. You know, he's really over. But I don't foresee this match going 
you know, super long. This is really just a way for MJF to I'm, probably reestablish himself, you know, as one of the company's biggest heels and, you know, maybe put people on, on notice. I mean, he has Warload there too. So, yeah, I mean... Any anything could could happen with this as as well, um, but I, like I said, this talking about quick matches, I don't foresee this running fairly long. Here's the surprising part about this match: I love this match. I think this match is phenomenal because <laughs> here's what this match shows: we- this match shows that they've actually done a good job building MJF because MJF's last feud was with Cody, and that feud had to be carried by Cody. This feud is being carried by MJF. Like, this actually shows his development as a performer and how they've developed his character on television. So I love this match. I'm excited that this match is taking place, even though it's an undercard match. And some might view it as a step down for MJF because he just went from feuding with Cody to feuding with freaking Jungle Boy. I don't agree with that at all. I think this is proves that MJ the, the power that MJF has and, and the the amount of of potential that there is behind his character and that that potential is being realized that he's now carrying uh, a mid-card feud and and can only go up from here. Uh, I I love this match. I do expect MJF to win. I also think you're going to get a lot of hope spots out of Jungle Boy. This A match that's led by a heel like this one that's carried by a heel really hurts not having a crowd because this match would be so much better in front of a crowd, the crowd popping for all of Jungle Boy's hope spots. But at the end of the day, this is MJF's match. He wins, and, and I think it's, it's, it's just a testament to what he's become that this match is taking place and that he is the, the centerpiece of this match and this feud. Yeah, and you have a good point about the crowd because one thing that MJF is phenomenal at is getting crowd heat. Um, and because people love to boo him, you know, but he knows the right things to say, the right things to do to really get some i mean fantastic fantastic heat and i think that that's going to be one aspect that um this match will also lose out on is all of the spots and all the abilities that uh that mjf will have to just feed you know just his arrogance um in into to the crowd um and that has always had a really fun dynamic in matches um when when he's done that so that's going to be just a, a spot that i will miss and i will continue to miss until we have fans back in arenas the next match in line is the casino ladder match this is for a aew world title shot in the future currently uh, scheduled to appear is Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabin, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and the final competitor will be announced at the match. So this is uh, a spin on the battle royal match that's happened over the past few years. Um, the way I believe that this match is going to go is you'll have the first two competitors in the ring, and then every so many seconds, um, I believe the next competitor will come in until all nine are in the ring. Um, so actually, so a new participant being added every 90 seconds. So a, a twist, a, a different way of viewing a, a ladder match. Um, and they are competing for a chip. Um, wait, no, because the chip can be retrieved in the orders of the entrance. Okay, so not competing for. No, they are competing for it's just, a chip. I'm just laughing at you 
reading Wikipedia on the air is what I'm doing right now. Uh, no, not reading, just reading, reading the, the, but it is. Yeah. It's, it's a poker chip, but the poker chip is symbolic of the world heavyweight championship match. Yes. yes. Hopefully it's a really large Um, poker chip because it needs to be, you know, yeah, I'm curious. How do you have it? It's not like, cause you, it's, gonna be in something like a glass case maybe is it a big poker chip is it a briefcase it better not be a briefcase well yeah it's not gonna be in a briefcase but like in a glass case that's technically not a briefcase so it's technically different you could have a hole in it or it hang by something and just be the poker like the big x that tna used to have yeah they could definitely do a big poker chip I think it'd be funny if it was a huge poker chip. Instead I, of a small it should one. be honestly. Like, if it's not yeah. a big poker chip, then then what the fuck are we even doing here? Like, it better be a big giant poker chip. <laughs> Give us the big fucking poker chip. We know you have big fucking poker chips. Right. You used them last year. Exactly. So just pull it out, and then you know, just uh, I mean, could it be that big poker chip? You wouldn't really need a ladder at that point. No, at that just... at that point, it'd just be like, I win. So maybe somewhere between a real poker chip and the ones from Double or Nothing last year that Kenny Omega and John Moxley fought on, somewhere in the middle of that, maybe like sixteen inches in diameter, perfect. Yes, yeah, it will be interesting. I mean, the fact that the poker chip is now more of a topic of, of conversation than the actual match. Um, not not to say that this match, this match really has the ability. I think you know, in in uh terms to steal the show I, I i have to say that only because you have a really big mix of competitors in this match you have uh you know the lucha door of lucha style of ray phoenix um super talented you know scorpio sky um darby allen who will just fall off of anything um you know you have the more established wrestlers of frankie kazarian Cole Cabana, um some wild cards in there uh, like Kip Sabian, Luchasaurus. Um, I mean, uh, of course, Orange Cassidy. You just never know. He can have his hands in his pocket and just fall back from the top of a ladder, and you just, you know, hope he just falls on somebody, for God's sakes. Who knows? Wild um, You didn't pause, so I had to get it in there somewhere. No, I know. That's okay. You said it. Uh, also, a big shout out to Ray Phoenix, who did that awesome Luke Kane kick uh, to Orange Cassidy during last week's AEW. Um, that's provided me much entertainment and super awesome. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah, I did see that. It's it's awesome. That's uh, good shit. Also, because there's been a re-release of Mortal Kombat 11, so good timing for him. Uh, trying to you know capitalize on that. Probably didn't. He probably didn't know. But uh, really, really funny clip. Um, I mean, I just expect madness of, of all of this. Uh, fun question. Who do you think is going to be the final participant in the casino ladder match? I mean, if it's not Pentagon, it's two straight pay-per-views without Pentagon. Which worries me. I mean, yes, but he's also been in Mexico so hasn't i don't know what also been huh wasn't phoenix in mexico for a while um yeah i don't know i don't i mean yeah. unless you know there's a lot they could do like they could go with daniels and have all three members of scu out there um they could i don't it's it's then it's why is it a surprise i mean is that just the ability to to bring more interest um, I mean, or do maybe you think like someone out of, of, you know, what's expected. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's too soon for anybody to be coming from WWE. 
unless it's Drew Gulak, since his contract actually expired. So I can't see it being anybody who recently left WWE, so there's not that shock value. I don't know if Pac can even be there because of, you know, he was in Europe. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the Canadian talent I don't think can be there. So it's, I don't think they have a ton of options. Like everyone else is tied up in a match. And, and so I just don't know unless, you know, maybe because there's no crowd to react to it and he's gotten over so much, you know, maybe Sugar Dunkerton is going to show up and Pineapple Pete's going to be in the ladder match, which I would love, by the way. That's a great interview. Go back and listen to me and Patrick interviewing Sugar Dunkerton a couple of years ago. And that is just a, a great time. He's a, such a phenomenal person to listen to and talk to. And I was so happy when he got the, the push and the rub that he did the past, over the past few weeks on AEW. But... I don't know who it's going to potentially be. And I don't know that it, I don't, it feels very TNA to me. It feels very much like, can it be anything other than a letdown? I just don't know. You know, I, I see where, where you're coming from. A lot of high expectations, but you have a lot of great wrestlers in this match. So I, I believe that it's going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping for the return of Vanguard one. Uh, as a surprise entrant, you know, he already has the, the height advantage of being able to fly. Maybe he can be rebuilt um, or other, you know, speculated rumors out there as well. Uh, of course, a sting because Sting's going to AEW, uh, according to uh, lots of rumors uh, online. Probably, probably not. Of course. Oh, not. So, oh, this is such good shit. Terrible. I, you know, it, it's uh, it's hard to say. You know, I think you it's it's both sides. It could be someone that we haven't seen on the roster before, or it could be um, just a way to gain some interest. And it's, you know, um, just a way to add someone who's already on the roster. So who who knows? But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic about this match. Who do you think may win? Speaking of, you know, who who do you think would be the the best person to own this this chip to cash in at a for a future uh, world championship opportunity? You know, it's funny because you said who I think will win, but then you talked about it. it's kind of like how we used to do our picks. You know, who will win, who should yes. win. Um, and I'm gonna do that just because I think you're gonna be a little surprised. First of all, who will win to me, honestly, is Darby Allen. I think that he is gonna win and have a, another title. You know, have a title shot on TV. Um, he, people were way into his match with Chris Jericho when he had a title shot there. I could definitely see him, um, you know, people getting into him versus Moxley again. I think that would be a lot of fun and, and he's just right there on the cusp. You know, he's kind of like, I can't ever see him being their world champion, but I definitely think that it's always exciting when he gets a shot at being the world champion. That's who I think will win. You're going to be shocked at who I think should win. Um, believe it or not, I think... Orange Cassidy should win this match. Oh. I because the one th- Orange Cassidy first as much as I don't like the gimmick um you know regardless of whether or not my my you know, the host of the show might have dressed as him for Halloween um as much as I don't I love the gimmick he is an insanely talented wrestler and performer and delivers when the time is right and I honestly think him challenging John Moxley for the AEW World Championship would be damn good TV, in my opinion. And would I don't think I don't see anybody coming out of this match and being the next world champion. 
anyway. So to me, it's who's going to put on, you know, the, the most engaging match for the fan. Now, obviously, the fans might not be there when the match takes place, and that kind of stinks because both winners that I've suggested need a crowd. But I would love to see Orange Cassidy, and it just gives a reason for him to get a title shot. And I think that match would be crazy fun and crazy, you know, crazy good, crazy engaging. I, I, I really have to agree with you on your prob- on your should and who will. I think an Orange Cassidy climbing up and kind of nonchalantly grabbing the chip, a crowd would go insane. I just can't think that they would do that without a crowd. Like, like would he nudge it? Like, would he keep his hands in his pocket, just kind of nudge it, try to nudge it off, whatever it's on? Like, would he use his teeth? Yeah. And you see so many ladder matches in which the competitors are struggling and, you know, just scraping their way. And he actually has to struggle because he won't be using his hands. Yeah, because he won't. And you just wonder, like, grab it, just grab it. And he's not going to because he can't get his hands out of his pocket, you know. And finally, when he does, like, I can imagine a crowd going insane. And so, you know, I think they would want to save that for for later on but who knows and you're right with the darby allen a lot of fans really liked his his uh his his matches already i mean they really have been trying to i think he's teetering between that middle and and top level star um and this really could be what could take him over i really enjoyed uh you know scorpio sky versus chris jericho and so you know i would love to see uh, Scorpio Sky. Maybe they do it as you know. Uh, speaking of SEU, uh, maybe they hold it as like the New Day rule. Like all of them have it, and you know they all address themselves as the the ladder match winners. I don't know. Um, oh, you know who knows? But um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this match. I'm I'm really interested in seeing it. But uh, again, who who knows? This is yeah. really just the- my biggest. The fact motto that, of this, of the this fact that I don't think any of these guys are going to beat Moxley for the world title really means anybody can win. And I think yes. that's, you know, a lot of times people look at money in the bank and they're like, oh, who could be world champion, whatever. And of course, then it's Otis. But it's in this match, it's like any one of them could win because no, we don't expect it. It could be Luchasaurus like and, and almost and any one of them honestly would be an entertaining challenger. In that situation, except maybe Kip Sabian, but and he's good. I just don't. I just don't think he makes sense as the challenger for John Moxley right now. Um, the other ones, you know, the veterans. You could get Cole Caban and Frankie Kazarian getting their opportunity. People would be very behind Luchasaurus, Orange. I mean, there's just you know Phoenix and and Moxley is a great match and and could really you know headline one of their bigger episodes of television. Anyone makes sense in this in this match to to take down the chip, and to me, that's a good thing. Yes, and you do mention a lot about, you know, this probably being a TV match. Um, the only one I see probably being a pay-per-view match with, you know, is, is a Moxley-Darby-Allen um, uh, match. Uh, but I also think hopefully it will help with the, we talked about the prestige, you know, of, of Money in the Bank uh, last week, you know, and when it's cashed in, I think, you know, this event too, it would benefit from a cash in that is more high profile, whether it's all of a sudden um, or set up for a big pay-per-view. So I also think that whatever they do doesn't as, as far as who, who gets this is not only, you know, the setup as, as the next contender, but when they decide to cash this in, 
will hopefully add and build some more prestige to it where it is taken a little bit more seriously like a money in the bank in the future. So the next match we have is the stadium stampede match. You have Matt Hardy and Neely, which is Adam Page, Matt and Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, versus the inner circle, which of course is Jake Hager, uh, Sammy Guevara, Santina, Santana and Ortiz, and Chris Jericho. Um, pretty much this is going to be an empty stadium match. They're going to be all over the, the stadium in Jacksonville. Uh, and it's probably going to be insane. I mean, like this, this is, I, I'm, I can't even imagine what this is going to look like. I mean, we had some preview the other week uh, with the go-kart chasing, like that picture is pretty much ingrained in, in wrestling Twitter right now. I mean, lots of shenanigans, lots of crazy stuff that's going to happen. And I think it's going to be an entertaining match, you know, um, the things that could happen from here too. I mean, you have some of the, the, the wrestlers who think most outside of the box and, and try things creatively in and out of the ring. So you literally are giving them a whole stadium to, to do that in. Um, do you think this is going to be the match that ends the feud between the elite and the inner circle? I do not. I, I don't think this is at all because they never got to have their blood and guts match. And I think that they're going to draw mm-hmm. this out until, and you can draw it out because there's so many yeah. people involved. Um, so no, I don't think this is going to end the feud. Is there any aspects of it that you are interested in with this match? And I'm, I'm going to enact a hashtag Miranda rule in this. You don't have to. Uh, I'll be honest with you right now. You don't have to. As I was, was going to say, I would like to hear, and not because I think it's having your opinion on, on this, I think is, is one of my favorite aspects about Greg. He looks at things in a, in a really critical, but very common sense way. Um, but I'm, I, one positive thing that you think you know will happen or come out of this match. Honestly, I, I can't even say one part. Like, I think this match is going to be great. I think this match is going to be very enjoyable. Um, the performers that are in it, I think, are going to be a lot of fun, and and you know the the elements that they're using. They have whether it's the the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, whether they're using the stadium, the practice facility that Daly's Place backs up to, whether it's in Daly's Place itself, who knows? There's so much they can do, and you got Matt Hardy involved, who's great at the cinematic experience. I hope this match is cinematic, and and yeah. even if it's copying WWE, I don't care. Um, I think it'll be entertaining. I think that's the way of the world right now. Honestly, this match could be the one thing that people are talking about after this show takes place. And if it is cinematic, it might want to go on last, to be 100% honest with yes. you. I don't think they do it. I think they're going to want to put the world title on last. Um, and I question that decision because I honestly think that, you know, for better or for worse, and I think it's honestly for better, this match could very easily steal the show. So you don't even have to enact a Miranda right. I think this is going to be fantastic. I think this is going to be funny. I think it's going to make sense. And, you know, given the environment, it's going to make sense. And I think we're going to just get a lot of great things out of all the performers. And I think I expect to come away from this match being highly entertained. Yes, that's 
you know, it's hard not to be excited about this because you have so many elements in this. You have, you know, of course, some fantastic actual, you know, wrestlers, some of the best in the world. You have a whole empty stadium. Um, you have, you know, cinematic elements like, of course, you know, Matt Hardy. Um, I mean, Chris Jericho has has been awesome as the leader of the inner circle. Um, Sammy Guevara, I mean, truly an MVP in this. He sells like no other so I'm I'm just thrilled to see what's going to happen. I feel like we are going to get the reg- the the return. I already said it for the latter match, but it's it's likely going to be here. Uh, we're going to have Vanguard two premiere because uh, Vanguard one was beaten with a baseball bat. So we're going to get Vanguard two because um, you have to you have to have Vanguard involved in this match. Who knows? Um, I, I just think you know yeah. I, I'm just really excited. I just want to. Would it? I don't know. Matt Hardy strikes me as this kind of character that could bring back Vanguard One. Like I just don't think it's got to be Vanguard Two. I know we had Francesca and Francesca Two and and with the New Day, but Vanguard One, like it's got to be Vanguard One. It can't be Vanguard Two. There was never a version two of Matt Hardy. It was always Matt Hardy version one. And so I think Matt Hardy can reconstruct and rebuild Vanguard One. Plus, then you can get a Vanguard One. I knew you'd come. Comment out of Matt Hardy too, which which we just need. Um, since brother Nero can't show up. So yeah, I think Vanguard one is going to make a, make a thing. Here's the thing. We're now analyzing whether or not Vanguard one will be in this match versus Vanguard two. And I'm okay with it. That's the crazy <laughs> part about this match. We're analyzing this. And this I think it's match. a good if, thing. If we're analyzing it, it. This is the match to analyze a, that madness. Exactly. It's well-placed and all the elements that would be in this match that wouldn't make sense in any other match are, are well-placed as well. If you pulled that stuff in other matches, it wouldn't work, but it's going to work in this match. And that's why I'm excited about it. Next, we have the premiere, the inaugural first ever uh, championship match for the TNT championship title. Uh, Iron Mike Tyson will present the championship and it's Cody versus Lance Archer. Um, both competed in the tournament uh, to, to get to this point. Um, Cody can never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. Lance Archer has just been uh, on a monster streak since coming in. Um, I, I think this is Lance's to lose. I think that this is a perfect opportunity to crown uh, and, and really elevate Lance. However, then you have, well, not not so much. I was I was gonna say then you have like two heel champions with the world uh title and, and TNT, but John Moxley is not a not a heel. Um, Cody already so, told us that faces and heels are insulting the fans anyway. So Yes. <laughs> Whatever, Cody. I'm not as cool as you. Um but I think this is going to be a great match. You know, I get it being in Las Vegas originally bringing in uh, Iron Mike Tyson was a cool way to incorporate him. Now that they're in Florida, it's still kind of curious. But uh, I, I think that overall, this is, has been a great way to to make Lance Archer. I hope that he wins this match. I hope he has a fantastic match with Cody. But ultimately, this is another title that Cody doesn't get. You know, Cody is one of the best in-ring storytellers. In You're surprised at how positive I am after you saying about how negative I was. It's just the yeah. order of the matches, man. Just the order of the matches. I am fearful that we're about to coin a new phrase. LOL, Cody wins. <laughs> because I think, because again, 
long-term planning, long-term booking, they probably had this title envisioned for a long time. And when Cody lost the right to challenge in the future, might have been because of this TNT championship. Because one of our other podcasts, and I won't name them because I'm about to correct them, talked about how it should have been Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian in the finals because they're viewing this as a mid-card title. I don't think they're viewing this as a mid-card title. I think they're viewing this as almost equal to the world title because why why else would you slap your network's name on the title other than to make it appear less than? I think this is almost going to be like a second world title. And I... Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to... I think Cody's going to win. Which I Do hate. Do you think... I was going to say, going back to, to the, the level of this title, I mean, you we've talked before about how, you know, AEW in this agreement with TNT, um, you know, even though TNT has just had kind of a... happens, TNT can pull out. Is this also a sign that TNT really feels like they have a future with AEW? Oh, yeah. I mean, they signed a new TV deal. Like, they, re-up, they upped the TV deal before their current one ended. They're now getting paid for the shows. So that was something that I think the news came out. And then, of course, a pandemic happened, and so we forgot about it. But, um, yeah, like, they're actually – I don't know when the new version of the deal kicks in, but it's no longer, a, you know, we're giving you this content for free. They're actually getting a rights fee for the show now. And it's performed well enough in the ratings, better than, than many things on TNT does that it makes sense for them to keep it and, and for them to be in it for the longer, at least longer haul. Um, so, yeah, I think this title is, is very much a, a part of that, that aspect of it. And I do think that um, they're solidly behind it, which is why I don't think it's a lower mid card title. That's an interesting theory. I definitely came into this thinking it was going to be their mid card title. Yeah, their TV title. Um, a lot of people look at it as, and I just, yeah, it just seems weird to me. Plus, why would Cody and Archer be fighting over it? Because I think Archer came in with so much fanfare. He's not a mid-card guy. He's an upper-card guy for them. He could believably challenge Moxley right now for the title. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I don't see this as a, as a lower mid-card title at all. I think that's where the fans just assumed that it would be, but I think we're wrong in that assumption. I honestly think this is a top-tier belt. Mm-hmm. So talking about fans, if there was fans there – Probably, you know, the hype of having Mike Tyson present the bell, I mean, would would be over. And possibly him actually getting involved in punching someone would probably happen. Do you think we're still going to get that even without fans there? I do. And the reason why I do is because Mike Tyson has been newsworthy. And the videos that came out of him training that shows he still got it. There's rumors that they're going to run with Tyson and Holyfield again, which is crazy if they do that. Um, but if Mike Tyson gets in the ring and punches somebody, that's newsworthy for AEW. I, actually, Mike Tyson is the reason why I made the we don't copy WWE, we copy WWF comment because Mike Tyson was the beginning of the turnaround for WWF when they were feuding with WCW. Mike Tyson could get AEW mainstream attention that they haven't gotten. So, yeah, I absolutely expect Tyson to do something that's newsworthy that they hope gets on ESPN or other major news outlets, especially at a time when there's no live sports. Because if, if Tyson gets involved, people will talk about it way more than they would if we were in the middle of the NBA playoffs and Major League Baseball right now. Very good point. In fact, and last they'd, be, but not- they'd be stupid if they didn't do it. 
very fair very fair but also you know as has been said AEW does a lot of things for for the fandoms for the live fandom and if they may not get that pop or they don't have the fans to kind of gauge that you know what kinds of things would they decide to do and not to do but you're absolutely right I mean being able to have that footage air all over tv and social media I mean it's it's hard not to why why wouldn't you um it, it just it would just completely make sense and give them just that that wider reach that mainstream reach that is important in professional wrestling now if you don't have any you know mainstream crossover you know you're you're, you're it's it's going to impact you know your ability to to, to reach a, a wide audience uh last but not least we have the AEW World Championship match John Moxley versus Brody Lee um I've had some mixed feelings about Brody Lee's time in AEW. I, I like the character. I like the direction that it's gone in. Um, but I, I do feel like it's been a little too fast to get to this point. It, but at the same time, you need someone who can be a, a good challenger to John Moxley, knowing that he's not going to win the title. Is that a, kind of a similar thought process that you have? Oh, I don't. I can't imagine any way that Brody Lee wins this match. Like I just, yeah. Which kind of sucks because it's too soon for him also to take a big loss like that. And yeah, yeah. losing to your world champion shouldn't be a big loss, but that's kind of what pro wrestling has become. And, and if this were happening in WWE, they'd complain that they were killing his character too soon or something like that. You know, it, it'd be the common complaint. I don't think he's a believable, credible challenger, especially when the, a lot of the main people around his Dark Order can't be there because they're in Canada. Uh, that kind of stinks. It also, uh, so the last pay-per-view, I, I did a special episode of Pot is War, and I complained because AEW was running with Goldust versus Jack Swagger. This pay-per-view, AEW's world title matches Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper. And, and that's, it, to me, it's like, I feel like they're doing this just to prove a point that they can use someone better than WWE did. And that's what they're doing with Brody Lee. And if you want to do that, fine. But take some time to do it. I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think Brody Lee could have challenged for this belt at Double or Nothing 2021, not 2020. Yeah. Like, that's what they should have done with the character long term. You do have a lot of talent tied up in the uh, in, in the Stadium Stampede match. I, you know, I would have loved to see Phoenix earn a title shot and challenge for the title on pay-per-view. Like, that would have been a hell of a match. Like, I don't think Moxie's losing. So, this gives us an opportunity to do something different, unique, and entertaining. Um, but, yeah, to me, it just seems... I I hope this doesn't go on last, honestly, because I think it's a foregone conclusion. In fact, I think it's more likely that the stadium stampede match or the TNT championship match goes on last over this. This does not strike me. This strikes me as a middle-of-the-card world title match, which is okay on a card like this. I just can't buy into it as a main event. You're right. I think there's other matches on the card that have... Uh, just more weight on them, whether it's crowning a new TNT champion or having the the stadium stampede match where you're going to be fighting all over the stampede. It's going to be all over the stadium, all over the stadium. Um, it's going to be very hard to, to beat. And so it makes more sense to have this towards the middle of the card. Um, and it will probably be a very solid match, but I don't really expect anything mind blowing to happen. Um you know, uh, Brody Lee's going to get a loss. I'm curious how that's going to, to look 
uh, as far as what that loss looks like and and overall long term impact. I don't I don't really think um, it's going to have anything substantial. A lot because Brody Lee's debuted in a time when there's really no fans in the arena where there are no fans in the arena. And so you can't really gauge the live audience and you, you know, wrestling Twitter doesn't, isn't always the greatest thermometer of things. Um, so they still have time to reshape and mold him and, and also get that live feedback and be able to make adjustments um, on, on his character and his placement within the company. So I, I just, yeah, I, I believe that this is too soon. Um, but when you have things, you know, tied up and, and people gone and um, uh, other matches happening, I mean, I think for what they have, it's a good setup um, and it's a interest, interesting enough, intriguing enough. Um but that's that's something that EW just has to keep that in mind in the future is when you're building more credible opponents for the world championship um, that you, you're finding that right balance of people who are credible, um, people that crowds and, and fans can get behind, and someone who's going to be able to, to take a loss and be able to still bounce back and still be able to, um, you know, have some momentum moving forward. But there's, again, I, I think with not having a live crowd there, there's things that are kind of hard to gauge with a Brody Lee, unlike a Matt Hardy, where you know he's getting over in a live crowd, you know the consensus. With a Brody Lee, people are still really unsure what to think of him. And he's a very different character than what he was in the WWE. Um, and the re, you know, I've, I've really liked this repackaging and, and new persona, but it's still hard to read. It's still hard to kind of make up my mind as to like what, what I, you know, truly think, uh, uh, about him as a, as a performer in this particular setting. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It, it's, he's going to deliver he's going to deliver. The match is going to be good. Um, it's so interesting what you're saying about the character and, and how it debuted because you don't know. Like you said, you don't know. I love what you said about, you know, wrestling Twitter not being the best thermometer. Um, I think it's – it's imagine a thermometer that's broken but doesn't know it's broken. That's kind of the uh, – <laughs> like it thinks its reading's accurate and it says it's 75 degrees and it's like 102 out. That to me is, is, is wrestling Twitter. Like it's close but it's definitely not all the way there. Um I also wonder if this was the original plan. Like, you know, it could have been like Pac or somebody who, who couldn't be there because of travel restrictions and that sort of thing, you know. Um, so this could be a backup plan, and we may never know that um, either way. There's also a lot of ways out if Brody Lee loses. I mean, you can definitely do, uh, you know, he can blame somebody in the Dark Order. He can blame the fact that members of the Dark Order aren't there because they're stuck in Canada. He could blame 10. Who knows? Like, there's a lot that he can do to tell the story of why he loses the match that fits his character. So uh, I'm okay with it. I'm just not okay with it as the main event. I'm still okay with it. Yeah. Agreed. Well, that's our preview of AEW's Double or Nothing. Again, that's going to be held this Saturday, May 23rd. Again, you could find that on Fight TV, BR Live, pay-per-view provider. Um, let us know your thoughts about... You know, what matches are you excited for? What you're looking forward to? What are you not looking forward to? What do you feel may be underwhelming? Whatever your thoughts are on this pay-per-view, let us know on social media. Um, Greg, where can listeners find you? On social media, of course. 
Well, the best place to find me on social media is at ChairShotGreg on any of them. At ChairShotGreg on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me there. Head on over to thechairshot.com forward slash Greg DeMarco. You can find the links to everything that I'm doing, all sorts of ways to reach me. You can even send me an email. Uh, just send that over to Greg DeMarco at thechairshot.com. Pick up your phone and... No, I'm just kidding. Don't pick up your phone and dial anything because I'm not giving you my phone number on the air. But yeah, just just any way you want to come at, come at. I'm, I'm more than happy to... To say hi, I promise. You can follow me, Miranda Morales, on social media at uh, the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram. Not on Twitter. It's already been established. I'm the Twitterless heroine, so I'm not on Twitter. Um, but I know n- enough to know that it's not the best thermometer for gauging things. And apparently oh. it's also a broken thermometer. So all, all, all of those things. Uh, but again, the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow the chair shot on social media at the chair uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Don't forget chairshot.com, your source for wrestling news analysis and opinions. The chairshot.com always use your head. And if you're a fan of Lucha Libre or just want to learn more about Lucha Libre, go to LuchaCentral.com. That's going to be your place for all that's happening in the world of Lucha Libre. Thank you for an amazing show. Uh, Again, to all of the listeners, to everyone in the wrestling community, um, I truly appreciate and love all of you. We will be back next week with some more random topics, but I'm I'm excited to share it with you all. So enjoy your week, and we will be back same time, same place next week. Viva la raza!